0: is dds from the dds studios we are your hosts, blake melton bradley newberry and you know him you love him it's matthew two-tone blue parker parker you watching the masters brah
1: i was about to tell you if y'all see my eyes move off from the screen here it's because it's the greatest four-day stretch in sports and i just can't help myself it Absolutely. is the
2: greatest man cave ever assembled.
1: It really is. He can
2: see it all. He can do it, mean, it all right there. Lie, he can do a
0: podcast and watch the masters at the same time.
2: And there's more that he's not going to tell us about. Oh, I've only seen secrets of the man cave. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's
0: legendary. Lord <laughs> have mercy. Yeah.
2: But we got a loaded show. Yeah, we do. Golly. We're going to go around the NFL a little bit I'm sticking with the hometown Titans. Mostly. Uh, we'll also touch on the masters as mentioned. We had MLB opening day yesterday. We're going to recap Kansas, North Carolina, but we're going to get started with talking NFL football right here in our home state of Tennessee. Parker, let's uh, break down, digest a little bit this A.J. Brown to the Jets. What is all this smoke?
1: it's it's nothing it's smoke i mean it's it's something the jets are trying to wish into existence i don't think that there was ever anything into this i mean i i kept seeing it pop up on twitter and i i didn't even address it i didn't even tweet anything out because there is no way that you draft a a guy and he becomes this big of a star it's kind of like big jeff or harold landry we this is why we said they were going to sign harold landry because you don't draft a guy and turn awesome just to get rid of him. it just maybe later on in his years, like Tyreek Hill or Devonte Adams when they're at the end of their career. But there is just, there's nothing, there's nothing to this. There's nothing that they could give to us that the Titan would give AJ Brown. Yeah.
0: Uh, nothing burger is what I call this absolute nothing burger. I mean, there's, there was nothing ever to this. I mean, and even let's see while y'all are talking here. I'm going to share my screen here. Mike Vrabel had, had to weigh in on this. Uh, he said that. Uh, let's see, he said on the Rich Eisen show, uh, uh, what did he say? He said, AJ Brown on the trading block, uh, not as long as I'm the head coach, was his response. Makes so, sense, okay. mm-hmm.
1: anyways. Is that saying now? Wait, let's read into this. Is that saying Rabel's gonna be fired?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, there you go, know, all the conspiracy theorists, you know, take it, go ahead and run
1: with that. I guess, I
2: mean, maybe I Urban Meyer. I, no. I,
1: I love the Jets. are like, we're keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I mean, we're all keepin', we're keeping an eye on Patrick Mahomes, too. But yeah, no, it doesn't mean yeah. we're going to have him tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, of course, if A.J. Brown was on the market, yeah, of course, everybody's going to have their eye
2: on him. But doesn't just the whole NFL community want this to continue? I mean, we've had Devontae Adams. We've had Tyreek Hill get traded. It just seems like everyone wants the next trade, and they've turned their eyes to A.J. Brown, Parker. That's true, but... The Titans just aren't going to do it. I mean, they're going to go with the Bills approach. Like, the Bills didn't
1: get rid of their big guy, Diggs. They signed him to a contract. That's what's going to happen with A.J. Brown. He's going to end up making about $24 million a year after next year. He's going to be a Titan for years to go.
2: Um, did anyone read anything or care about what he had to say about uh, his compliments for Marcus Mariota, now quarterback for the Falcons? Some of the local media here have twisted it into, Oh, that could have been a backhanded – you know, slap at Tannehill. Go ahead, there, Parker. I'm. It's it's just it's what's he supposed to say? The guy sucks. Like, <laughs>
1: no. like obviously you've got to be. You, that's what you do in the NFL. You don't know who you're going to be playing for the, the next year. You, you don't backhand. You just don't insult anyone. You just give the yeah, liked him kind of compliment. It is not a backhanded shot at Tannehill. It just it's no. just not.
0: I mean, look, look, man. All the, I mean, they played together. I mean, they were they were kind of uh, the dynamic duo or whatever here. But it, I mean, it's a professional thing, you know. They're collegial. I mean, why wouldn't? I don't think anybody really has a lot of beef with anybody in the NFL. I mean, I've, offense versus defense. Yeah, I mean, there's always something there. Ray Lewis and Eddie George. But I mean, all these guys, particularly guys that have played together. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna congratulate each other for getting you know back into I mean particularly Mariota who hasn't really played hardly at all since he left Nashville I mean this is a big deal for him
1: and a compliment does not mean you're dissing somebody else if I say a girl's pretty it doesn't mean I'm saying my wife is ugly you know like it's just it it is what it is I think you're people are just reading way too deep they're like you know what it's the dog days of summer for talk radio and sports and they're just looking for something to talk about
2: yep yeah well, something else we can talk about, sticking with the Titans. Have we heard any more stadium updates? Um, everything that I've been reading or just things confirming what Parker's already told us right here on our show.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny how uh, some of the local media are like, oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what's going on here. And yeah, I know you know because you've been watching DDS Sports Talk. That's
1: all right. I mean, this is a du- We've been saying this for months now. This is a done deal. I mean, it's just um, – Any day now. In fact, remember when the Bills news came out? We said that days before because the
2: the, we had already known it. That was literally my next note. Was Parker was talking about the Bills are first, and then they'll immediately turn to the Titans. And by God, that's what's happening right before our eyes.
0: Yep. And and didn't I hear Bill Lee ask for half a million or half a billion, excuse me?
1: Yes, and there is one condition in that though, it has got to be covered. So that means there will be a covered stadium here in Nashville. (laughs) uh whether it be you know retractable or what all that's way that's down the road to be seen but there's going to be a covered stadium here in nashville in the next few years i mean and i predict because i saw the draft i think was awarded to uh you know detroit's going to get one there's a few more teams nashville's going to have and they did such a good job on that draft look for the draft to be back in nashville the year
2: that stadium opens. look i think that the titans are looking at bigger fish than the draft Oh, I do too. I'm just I saying. Mean, oh God, With yes. this covered stadium. NCAA National Championships,
0: you know, all kinds of stuff. FIFA stuff is going to be there. Uh,
2: I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, hell, the, the WWE just made billion dollar impact in Dallas two nights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Repl- uh, I, well, I mean, all kinds
0: of, I mean, anything like that, really. I mean, you're going to have <laughs> the ability to do so much more. Think about how much better the, the concert is uh arena would be in that kind of stadium rather than being outdoors
1: well the garth brooks could answer to that one i mean the could answer that got absolutely canceled people were down there trying to friends down there waiting to get into it and they, they had to go home I, i tell you what, I'm not a wrestle guy, but God, I want to go downtown the night of WrestleMania and just walk around. around. <laughs>
2: Dude, it is so fun with the, me and my brothers and my dad you know, roaming the streets of New Orleans. Oh, I was
0: about to say, I was about to bring that up, man. Dude, that had to be something. Oh, it was so fun.
2: WrestleMania
0: oh. in New Orleans, Bourbon Street and WrestleMania. Oh,
2: <laughs> that's just a whole nother crowd right there. No, right, so never me. been there. But that's, that's bringing like two a peas in a pod together right there. If that gets Parker to have the uh, the room that almost happened, oh my gosh, we were downtown Nashville. Guys. We should have been. It. Mm. We should have
0: been there. We should have been broadcasting live.
2: No,
1: dude, I had us a care. suite up on the top floor. It was over. It was. It was nice. Very sad. Yeah, Good Lord, <laughs> guess
2: who doesn't have a suite over downtown Nashville? Brian Flores. No, Anybody want to talk about malarkey stirring things up here in Middle Tennessee? <laughs>
0: Parker, please take this because my <laughs> face is turning red because it's, it's just so annoying. On, right on. Right, so I'll, I'll
1: start with this. So for the people that don't know, a former Titans defensive coordinator um, in Horton joined in on Flores' lawsuit about the whole Rooney rule and, and uh, discrimination and things like that. I want to start to say, I think Flores has something with his. I mean, he got fired, and there's a it's a whole long thing. I, there is a problem in the NFL with <laughs> – minority coaches. At one point this year, we had one minority coach in the NFL when the majority of the league is minority.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There is an issue. I also think there's an issue with the Arizona coach that jumped in on it. He got fired after one year, but this Horton thing jumping, getting in on it. I got to tell you guys, this isn't, this isn't anything. And I'll address malarkey in a moment, but Horton is claiming that he, the, the Rooney rule that the the interview was an absolute sham that he went through, that Malarkey was going to get the job no matter what. And he is absolutely right. Mm. It is a sham, but it's not a sham because he was a minority. If you would look back at it, they had already fulfilled the Rooney rule. They interviewed Ter- uh, Terrell Austin before they interviewed Horton. And then they also interviewed a white candidate in Doug Marone. All fo- all three of those guys, it was a sham interview. I was at Channel 4 at the time. Everybody in the building knew that Malarkey was going to get was going to get this job. Everybody knew it. He was an interim coach. The Rooney role exists for a reason. Obviously, it needs some tweaks. But if you if if Blake, if your boss gets fired, but the owner of your company is like, "Hey, you've done such an awesome job. You're going to get that promotion." But first, we have to go outside and, and interview these these people. Those are all sham interviews. It's the same thing. Yeah, it happens have- with every
0: single company in America without exception.
1: Yes, if you were hiring from the 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 scratch, let's say everybody's fired, you're in the and there's the owners hiring from scratch. I get it. Then you need to probably interview minority candidates, but if you're bringing somebody up from within and everybody knows it, what's the point? Well, I mean,
0: even beyond that, I mean, so what? He th- they told you you were going to get the job and you didn't. So big freaking deal. It, who cares? I mean. It, you don't have a contract until you have a contract okay until you got something in writing nothing is final you know if you're just going off of whims and prayers and and handshakes and 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 winks i mean dude come on it doesn't really mean
1: anything horton himself i can disprove this just by using horton's own words so after the interview there's a a a group that tra- tracks minority hirings, and the head of that group I forget his name, it escapes me came out and said that Horton had told him that he was upset with the hiring process, that it was a sham interview, all this stuff. Hort- when that interview came out in the Tennessean, Horton himself went to ESPN seeking out an interview to say, No, that is not true. I was, I, I did the interview process was great. So, also, this has changed a couple of years later, and now what Bradley was saying, on to malarkey, screw malarkey. Malarkey should have never been hired to begin with. He's a terrible coach. He's failed coach. That was my argument when he got hired.
2: Bradley would I, know. I, I had a taste <laughs> of Malarkey and Duval.
1: Yes, that's, and he's making these, if you know what, Malarkey, if you felt so bad about it, why did you even take the job? You should have been like, you know what? This is, this is wrong. I don't want, I don't want this job. Don't talk about it years later after you've got canned because you sucked.
0: I mean, dude, it's just a hundred percent sour grapes, right? There's nothing else to it. It's just the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. It's malarkey trying to bring an organization down, but down to as far down as they can go, be to be on his level because he just sucks.
2: It was awful. It was an awful experience, in uh, not only in Tennessee, but uh, Jacksonville was a complete, yeah. waste of a. It was. Time a sh- it there. was a sham coaching. I mean, this guy, experience. Uh, when it comes to challenges, I'm just throwing out something trivial, but uh, I've got. Like a two-year-old in the corner saying, "Throw the damn flag," mm-hmm. and Malarkey's doesn't even know. Nah. Doesn't know the timeout systems. No, it, it, he's okay. coaching like it's in the '80s. Also, his
1: his, his yeah. offense. I don't know who his offensive coordinator was for you guys, but it was Terry Robiskie for us, and the guy had the. It, it was the worst offense in the, in the league, probably. I mean, it was so just antiquated.
2: Ugh.
1: I got and it. he could he could have stayed coach here. That's another reason he's so stupid. If he would have fired Rubisky, he would have still been the coach here. And he was like, nope, stick with my guys. And they all got fired. Yeah, well, good
0: riddance to bad rubbish. Yeah. Bye.
1: Hey, and, and one other thing, did you see the comment? I, and this was further down. He was blaming John Robinson. He was like, when they hired me, they had something uh, oh yeah, he else. tried to drag, drag, drag j Rob in. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, he was he was like already alluding that J Rob that he was going to hire Vrabel two years later, and he already knew it. It was just it was weird conspiracy series
0: stuff. Whatever, dude. Bull. Bye bye, malarkey.
2: Bye. No one cares. Go away. Nope. Sour grapes. What about uh, taking a look at the draft? Um, a lot of local media here saying could the Titans really? because this is smokescreen season here, but could they really pull the trigger and draft a quarterback in the first round? And if they do, Parker, what does this mean for Tannehill? 100% they could draft a quarterback in the first round.
1: I go back and forth. It's going to be a quarterback, wide receiver, or lineman. And I'm all <laughs> over the place. I think it just depends on what falls to them. And I think it's more an indictment on our backup. <laughs> it's really oh, on yeah. Tannehill. Well, exactly.
0: Actually, actually, I would almost encourage them to get a backup because we are absolutely screwed if Tannehill gets hurt.
2: So it's quite opposite what I heard this week on the radio. They said one of the most secure jobs on the Titans right now is Logan Woodside. That That's this the draft, pick, yeah, but it's that, because there's no other no, option. No, 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 no. That this draft pick has nothing to do with his job security. This is all about Tannehill. Nothing to do with Logan Woodside. He's mm. going to be the backup no matter what happens in this draft. What this Disagree. they believe is a symbol of if the draft pick happens, it could it be bye-bye Tannehill, Logan Woodside safe, no matter no. what. Look, I no. mean there's
0: no question that you know NFL quarterbacks have a shelf life. Tom Brady is the exception to the rule. Um, you gotta have a backup plan, you have to have future plans. Uh I think that I think that if you draft correctly, um that you got a pretty likely scenario where Logan Woodside is back down to the practice squad because I, I just don't I don't think that Logan Woodside offers us anything. And I think a rookie quarterback could at least offer you something.
1: I, I mean I'll say it right here. If they draft a quarterback in the first round, I'm not going to count seventh round ridiculousness, but if they right. draft a quarterback in the first round, Logan Woodside will be on the practice squad or not on this team. And there's not a debate about it. They yeah. will not get rid of Tannehill this year. It's too much on the cap hit. I will say, though, if they draft a rookie quarterback, it is watch out time for Tannehill. If he does not have a great season next year, they can move on from him after this season. But they cannot right. move on from him this season. It is not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're protecting the organization just by doing this. I mean, and also, I mean, hey, it's competition brings breeds excellence, right? You know, iron shape sharpens iron, whatever, you know, cliche you want to use. But, uh, you know, if Tannehill gets – maybe if Tannehill is a little bit less comfortable, maybe he plays better. You know, it's it's – never know. And
1: and there's an argument to draft quarterback. I think this coaching staff is good, and I think this Titans team is, even on a down year, is always going to be drafting 19 or above. They're always going to be in the 20s. And when do you ever have a chance to get a top – for this year, who knows, but a top quarterback – at 26, it's just never going to happen. So maybe this is the year to, to take that shot. Um, I don't know.
2: May I take this opportunity to mention one of Parker's favorite topics? Uh, Aaron Rodgers slipped down into those twenties, didn't he Parker back in the day? He did. But so did. Now, his, uh, so did love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Titans could be All looking right. in the same scenario. Um, also during this weird gap of, you know, there's no combine going on. The yeah. players are kind of doing their last resting before coming into camps here in the draft. A lot of lists are being put out there by the media. And and really, my question to you guys is, does it really matter if the media shows the Tennessee Titans respect right now? Are we still stuck on that? Oh, we're we're Nashville and we're a small market, so that's why they hate on us all the time. Does it matter anymore?
1: No, I I just honestly don't care. Like I I get tired of that argument where people are like, "Oh, the national media is not paying attention to." So what? Like I I don't know. Do I, I don't want to. The, na- the national media it honestly sucks. Like if you turn on ESPN or NFL Network, they're not digging down into anything anyway. It's so like three thousand foot view of everything. If you want if you want like real coverage of your teams, you need to go listen to local podcast or 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 local papers or local stuff the, the national stuff, sports talk exactly <laughs> like when i want to listen when i want to learn about jacksonville because i'm a glutton for punishment i turn on jacksonville radio or jacksonville podcast i don't turn it on espn
2: Totally agree. I uh, Does it make you feel bad when you hear that they say they're predicting that the Tennessee Titans are not a top 10 team? The hell, they're barely a top eight team in the AFC when they just came off the number one seed. It just feels weird to me. And I'm not even a Titans fan. I mean, it's
0: just more of the same. When You know, as Titans, Titans fans, you know, you build scar tissue. And this is just the type of thing that you're just used to over the years because – there is no respect. We don't really care, honestly. We, we kind of actually thrive in that role as being the guy that everybody doesn't think is going to be worth a shit. Well, we saw a lot
2: of that this year, Parker, mm-hmm. with how many injuries did they have and what did they do? They kept
0: winning and winning yeah. and winning. Yeah. Uh, right now, I think the Titans suffer more as being the guys that are expected to win.
1: I mean, <laughs> That's their identity at the moment. I love actually not getting the coverage because, honestly, when we get the coverage, we lose. Yeah. Yeah what we really do. It's just kind of historically what it's been for us. I mean, we get the number one seed and we get kind of, Hey, pumped up. Maybe we can get to the AFC championship yet. Yeah. No, yep. you know, it just, whenever we finally get the respect, um, it just doesn't pay off for us. Yeah, totally.
2: Uh, sticking in the NFL and AFC South, uh, this year's NFL draft, my Jacksonville Jaguars hold the number one pick, I've been reading that their uh, phones have not been ringing that off that often here. Um, inquiring about the number one pick, and really, that's because there's no that one quarterback. Usually, that's what causes yeah. the buzz about a lot of trades. So it looks like the Jaguars are going to be holding Pat there um, at sticking at number one. Uh, NFL Networks Daniel Jeremiah says Aiden Hutchinson is a no-brainer with the number one pick, but. I'm thinking about the Jags. And when you start saying Jags and brain, I, I'm a little bit worried here. So it's a, <laughs> Oh, I've got to get, you, you've got Aiden Hutchinson and Parker. Um, they could look offensive tackle with Evan Neal or Iki Aquanu. Uh, there's a new name. That's been buzzing.
1: Yes. That's yes, good.
2: there is defensive lineman, Drayvon Walker. That's right. Tell so I've got, I've been
1: waiting for, for this moment, guys, let me just, let me think of it for a minute. So, Trayvon Walker is shooting up draft boards, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to Jacksonville Jaguar this up, and they are going to pass on Aiden Hutchinson, and they are going to take Trayvon Walker. (laughs) One one month ago, you could bet on who would be the number one pick in the draft. There were twenty five names on bet. MGM Guess what number uh, Trayvon Walker the 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 betting favorite was out of those twenty five? You want to guess? He's not on the list. Now he's number two. He's number two on the list. This guy, in his in his entire career, three year career at Georgia, has nine and a half sacks. Aiden Hutchinson had fourteen last year. If they draft him, they're drafting him based on traits. Everything that he did at the combine was in the 80th percentile out of 1,400 people at his position over the years. He's ranked third. But again, it's just traits. I, I, the one thing that translates from defensive line in the college to NFL is production. Usually you don't go from a guy that hasn't had production to making production. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson's the guy or pick a Quanu. I'm fine with that. Pick, pick Neil. Fine with that. Just don't do Trayvon Walker. Wow. Watch out below. That was a bomb. Oof look out for the fallout there oh.
0: jeez oh, i've been want to get that Dude. off my chest I for a few days tell. i mean parker was like literally uh. i thought he was going to break out into hives uh. there first
1: <laughs> the he's done nothing he was uh, and and the people are saying well he was on a good defensive line other people could get it exactly there are other people to pay attention to he should have been able to make more impact
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my word <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Oh god! So, um, god, it does feel like a best case scenario is. You mentioned it. Could they? Could they swap with Detroit? Would Would they swap and get a third? Would they swap and get? There, I say the thirty two overall pick from Detroit. That's. I don't want to see them stay at number one and do it because. They could have done it anywhere in the top five, probably, right? So the only only way that they moved down, and this
1: could happen, so Malik Willis is really moving up draft boards as quarterback. What if D- Detroit wants him, and what if Carolina wants him? So maybe Carolina could move to one, and Jacksonville could move down to, I think it's six at that point. <laughs> but it, the, You've got to have two teams in the top six fall in love with Malik Willis. Uh, I just... He's, dry, he's going up. I don't know.
0: I hope everybody's writing some of this stuff down because it seems like everything that Parker has said on the show <laughs> has come to fruition. So yeah. uh, you guys
2: write some of that down. You heard it here first. What I want with the smokescreen season is I want a lot of talk about Aiden Hutchinson in the next few weeks, <clears throat> even if it's just bullshit. I just want a lot of Aiden Hutchinson. We love him. He was a great interview. We love his attitude, his motor the person because if you don't build it if you don't build it like you love it ain't nobody coming up there man well they're in a p- unique position too as an organization i think they have to
0: they've got to show the love it's not like somebody's going to come fawning over them you know so
1: they've they've got to roll the red carpet out so
2: another I, jaguar new. oh go ahead you have a no
1: I, i'm just saying even if they i just completely just blank i just brain farted i take a Oh, my God. Oregon defensive end. Uh, go we haven't mentioned him in a long time. I know no, it's been a minute.
2: Um, so in other Jacksonville Jaguar oh, news. No, Thibodeau, sorry. Yeah,
1: Thibodeau, yeah. Uh, dude, he was the betting favorite for, like, years, and now he's flipping to, like, 10th. This guy is awesome. I, I still don't understand really why he's falling. So go ahead. Sorry,
2: I was bothering me. I couldn't think oh, of it. No, no, you're good. This is uh, coming off the, uh, the announcement that the Buffalo Bills are going to be building a new stadium.
0: Oh, yeah, you heard that first here (laughs) about a month ago from that guy right there. You know him, you love him, Mm. Matthew Two-Tone
2: Blue Parker. So the Jags are going to piggyback off of this. And uh, the same group that helped the Buffalo Bills, CAA Icon, partnering with that group, they sent out surveys to get feedback on the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium situation. Gentlemen, this survey included 32 questions around topics of concessions fan experience, and shade. Yes, I said shade to to the awnings, almost like in Miami, to come over the stadium here. They have a stadium lease in Duval through the year 2030. Mark Lamping, the Jacksonville Jaguar president, said the current stadium will not serve the needs of the fans or the football team for much longer. Something has to be done. They're on the bandwagon We all believe the Titans are next, but uh, there's some serious movement going down in Duval right here. As there should be. I mean, Jacksonville should be
1: on the list with Miami, with Arizona, with these warm weather cities to host the Super Bowl every five or six years. And they've hosted one. So maybe a new stadium gets them in that rotation. And the shade's a legit concern down there. I mean, it is here.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I just, 32 questions.
2: 32. Are you going to Mul- take the, multiple are, choice questions?
0: I, I, I'm just curious. From both of y'all, would you, either one of y'all fill out a 32 question questionnaire?
2: Uh, if it's for something that I'm passionate about, I would. Yeah. If the Titans
1: are sending me like an email directly,
2: I'll probably, right. I probably. My question to Blake is, are there 30, are there enough people that are passionate about Jacksonville Jaguars football in the Southeast to take
0: it? That's my, I guess maybe that's my point or do they, or is this just fodder for the fire that, that it's like, well, look at these stupid Jaguar people sending out this, you know, test that's longer than my high school seniors, you know, biology
2: test. I mean, good grief, but I, I don't know. It gets I, good information. I think, for sure. they, I think if they sent out a four question survey, it's not thorough enough.
0: But, but my thing is, is I, I, I think they could have done it better.
2: I, I mean, cause my
0: thing is, is I think 32 questions square, uh, scares certain sectors of people off because it's, it's it's a time investment. But if you send out shorter ones and then people respond, you go back to those same people and then ask them more questions.
1: I've uh, never been I've never been to a game there to be able to speak on the stadium. I just know from what I see on TV that the, I mean the the upper decks tarped off, right? So my question is what the, it, corner. the what the, what the, the corners, corners. Okay. the corners of the maybe upper deck. Of, maybe it was the upper deck of was it oakland's that was completely oh yeah, yeah. it was, it was it oakland there, yeah. Yeah. yeah that that was completely, god that that stadium is i mean ut stadium's 120 years older, older and it seems like it's brand new compared to that one mm. but um yeah I, I i don't know because aren't they gonna have they agreed to play one home game in london every single year now yeah isn't that right
2: it's through a certain year but i mean yeah. that's they they've shown in their year-end <clears throat>
0: I mean the Titans already play their home games in Nashville and in Duval right now.
2: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've shown that they've that game is for the financial stability of keeping the team in Jacksonville. I mean, that's that's a huge thing for that ownership group. It's cause they honestly they don't want to move the team. That that has not been a talk. I don't think in, they should have to. No, that hasn't been a talk in over a decade, right? No. So this London game. I don't believe Shad Khan wants to move the team to London, but getting that one one game and one gate gives them the financial stability to keep everything at home yeah. in Jacksonville. I mean, look, they just mm-hmm. broke ground a couple of weeks ago on a $120 million project for football performance facilities. So, I mean, they're, they're investing and in they're building. I just think naturally with the new uh, football performance facilities, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be either new stadium or renovation at least. Yeah, but
1: you're right. You renovate, you do a major renovation on the stadium, or you build a new stadium, and they're there for sure.
0: So, question: because you know, it was one of the the points of contention for renovating the Titan Stadium is how popular is that stadium with like other outside of outside of football stuff? Um, like, do, do they use it a ton? Because my thing is, is you know, one of the things about Nissan Stadiums, you had to have time to be able, you know, huge chunks of time to actually be able to do the updates
2: other than um like a major major concert or soccer not as much i don't believe i don't hear about it as much so a lot of their revenue doesn't come from like like that kind of stuff not not from the big stadium but what they do have attached to the stadium is that amphitheater and they do a lot of things there where they have the 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 wrestling thing is based there and they have a regular concert schedule there, at Daly's place. It's attached to one of the end zones of the stadium.
0: Yes. So my my question, yeah, that's kind of my question is is can they do those updates with you know do they have those huge chunks of time, is is my question.
2: I mean, Parker, you know, I mean, with an NFL's schedule, there isn't that much time. No, but it. they'll they should have a little bit more just based
1: on weather, right? Yeah, true. I mean, it's still I know Jacksonville's it's not Florida. Miami. Yeah. But it's still it's still Florida, yeah. uh, so that that should provide a little bit more time than you know. It, it was it's freaking April. I was going to go outside and mow. I walked out, and started sleeting today.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. like Good grief. I
1: yeah.
0: need to mow my grass, and you're right. I went out there and got hit in the head by a sleet
1: pellet. And it's like,
0: damn it, what is this
1: shit? It's only oh, 70s <laughs> on Sunday, and it's sleeting today. So just, whatever.
2: Oh, now boys, let's go to let's go to Georgia. Georgia. Take a little trip with me, if you will. You hear the birds chirping? The old gym dance? The Hello, friends. friends. That's right. We're talking about golf and the Masters. And and this year, it just feels a little different, Parker. I mean, any time that you hear and get to witness the name Tiger Woods tied to any golf tournament, much less the Masters, I mean, who would have thought after four, like 14 months ago, this guy had... Bones sticking out of his skin. Yeah. And 14 days ago, I didn't even know if he could walk, walk Augusta, much less play. He has done a really great job of keeping his preparation under
0: wraps. Um, Either that or this was not planned and this was spur of the moment. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and say this. This might be the only golf tournament Tiger Woods ever plays anymore because it's an easier golf course for professional golfers to play. And he has just so much success and knowledge of that course. And, you know, he can gear up for it and he can always, you know, just gear up for it every year kind of thing.
1: It's it's funny you say that, Brett. I was having this conversation last night in a world where we can learn things about presidents and things in other countries and dictators and all these things. But I can't see a picture of Tiger Woods' leg. You know, like he keeps this thing so under under wraps. It's unbelievable. We don't. I didn't know until he played golf with his son a few weeks ago. Like Mm you, did I? I, Is he walking? Is he a lot? Like, what's going on? And I do think that this was spur of the moment. And I think that they are more than happy to to accommodate him in this. And And, and, and I literally
0: think that he went and played uh, with his son on a leisure trip, and I think he said. I, I think I could this. play this. I think I could do it.
2: And he's like the only guy that I could say, Yeah, I think he'd probably go out there and he can make the cut. I was reading, like leading into the Masters, I was reading that the biggest question <clears throat> was, Could he walk it for well, four yeah, straight it's days? It's the stamina. It's the, that was, that was going to be my question to you
0: guys is, Do you think that he's able to physically uh, walk 72 holes? My personal opinion is yes. I think he can. I think he's not going to be able to, to, uh, he can't afford to be in some precarious positions like he has been in the past, but this course generally doesn't put you in those kinds of positions.
1: He won the U S open on basically a broken leg. This guy's pain threshold is on a different chart than any, any of us. The thing that concerns me about this course is his uphill lies. So he's hit the shot right now. So the, the ones that go way uphill are holes eight and 18 and you can see like him struggling to play it on that leg yesterday, but he hit a shot yesterday. Also, he was over in the, the woods and, and, and no pun intended. And people were thinking, Hey, he was just going to punch out. And he did one of these like miraculous over the top tiger shots. That was like, Whoa, man, God, it's such
2: a, no, he could still do that. Isn't um The most fun though, was he opening round yesterday. He goes minus one. He broke
0: par on, in his first professional tournament back, which is a major,
1: uh, it's on some of the unreal. hardest greens in the on, yeah. on tour,
0: yeah, and we're going to see what happens today. You know, it, it, it's Friday. The winds are supposed to be blowing today, and I can already see some pretty big, big numbers being put up by some of the leaders on the leaderboard. Um, so we'll just have to see, man. It, I'm Tiger Woods being in the field changes everything because once, particularly on the weekend, on the back nine, whenever you start to hear the roars. It's it's a different level of roar whenever there's LT Gray involved. He
1: changes things more than any athlete has ever single-handedly changed. Yeah. Like I I used to look at ratings; it was pretty important to me every single day. And if you take a tournament that's not the Masters, the Masters would be a be a big change too. But like take Memorial, which is a big tournament outside of one of the majors, and one rating point equals ten thousand uh, households here in Nashville, and it would be 0. .7 if Tiger wasn't in it. And if Tiger wasn't it, it'd be seven. I mean, it just changes everything. It, you know, it's it's the
0: old adage. He doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. I mean, it, it's it's like you said, it's either a golf tournament with or without Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> and, and I hope that, and I'm sure they are, all these golfers are so appreciative of what Tiger has done for the game of golf.
1: They should um, lay down and kiss his feet because what the purse was before Tiger started playing at the Masters versus what it is now, oh God. it's They go out and buy mega yachts. You know, back then they were like, you know, hey, I can pay my rent. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) I've got enough to get to the next city. You know,
2: now it's you win one tournament. You can just about retire for a normal person. I think we are in in shape to have a very interesting weekend. Yeah. For all of those that enjoy the Masters, for all of those that like to watch golf on TV, Tiger Woods is in position to make the cut and bring TV ratings. For all the golf fans,
0: I just, if Tiger Woods is in contention going into Sunday, all bets are fucking off.
1: If, if Tiger wins this, it's going to sound insane. If Tiger wins this, it's going to be the greatest accomplishment in sports history.
0: Yeah. It'll, it'll be, it'll be, and number two will be his last Masters win. I mean, it's just like unbelievable. He keeps rewriting history. It's unbelievable. I love it so much. Very inspiring.
2: One last thing before we move on. Did you see before he even even announced that he was going to be in the field this week, there were people dropping thousands, thousands of dollars betting that Tiger Woods would win this tournament to try to turn that into big profits on FanDuel and DraftKings.
1: I did also saw there was a bet out there. Initially, it was plus 200 for him to even make the cut. Oh, dude, I,
2: that's cash. In. Somebody's
1: I, making some
0: dollars right there. I mean, I, I, yeah, they are. I'm sure. I mean, it's going to have to be a pretty bad day today for him to miss the cut, in my opinion. Uh, what is what is the cut? Let me see here.
1: It, it, I think the projected is at plus three or plus four, four, four maybe now. Projected cut. Of course, the it depends on how far these leaders keep falling back. But it, unless he does something stupid, it, it appears that he's pretty in line for that. He's even right now, I believe. CFA. I look it up on my computers. Yeah,
0: plus five.
1: What oh, is, it's gone even more. Plus four,
0: plus four, plus four, plus four and and better are going to make the cut. Well, yeah, there's some huge numbers. A lot of bogeys going on today.
1: The key, for, so they did. The, they did. They set this up on purpose. So on Thursday and Friday, right? If you tee off in the morning, you tee off in the afternoon on Friday. Vice versa. On Thursday, if you tee off in the afternoon, you tee off in the morning on, on Friday, right? So mm-hmm. they did this. Don't, don't tell me they didn't do this on purpose because Tiger teed off one of the first tee times on Thursday. So he's got one of the later tee times today before as much maximum time for his leg to, to, to rest. Yeah, so the, there's the, a
0: chance the, he may not finish the round today.
1: The, the question is, though, is if he falls back today and he has to tee off early in the morning without much rest, does that really impact him? So hopefully he stays in that upper group so he can have as much time to
2: heal up. Interesting. And it's not very often we get to say golf is interesting this week. Everybody's
0: watching Elgato.
2: Everybody's watching. So now that we've moved on to Georgia, we're going to take a little trip to Major League Baseball. Gentlemen, yesterday, was the beginning of the Major League Baseball Marathon 162 games spread out over 24 goddamn months. <laughs> <laughs> I, does opening day baseball mean anything to any of the three of us anymore?
0: Man, it used to. Um to be honest with you man the more of the the squabbles between the owners and the players that happen with baseball the more the less i get interested in all this stuff because it, and it's really a, um a shame because i really I, i'm i'm a baseball nut i love baseball um played a little bit in college and played a high level in, in in high school and i know bradley did too um but it's not the same game it's different man but i still love it there's a lot more. Um, uh, there's a lot more representation, shall we say, uh, from people. Sh- Shohei Otani, man, golly, is he a phenom or what? Uh, I watched a little bit of the Braves game. Um, I can't even remember. Did they even end up winning that? No, game?
2: No, six three loss.
0: Yeah, I mean that first inning, I was like, wow, this is going pretty good, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> what was the name? Fried, freed, fried, whatever. He, uh, he started getting ripped, bro.
2: There it is.
0: Yeah, there it is. I mean, they just didn't do anything offensively. I bet they're wishing they had a, a old Frederico
2: over <laughs> there on first base. I'm interested to hear about from Parker, because I don't even know if this guy, Parker, watches baseball, cares about baseball, bets on baseball. Does it mean anything to you?
1: Guys, if you want my analysis on football, I, golf, I can give it to you. If you want it on baseball, the only thing you should come to me is for humor because I didn't know it was opening day until I heard it on a radio station yesterday. <laughs> I probably could name seven players, maybe, m- maybe four players. Otani one of them yep. uh, in baseball. I know nothing about it. I-, I used to love, I watched as a kid. I-, I used to love playing baseball games. That's really how I knew most of the players. I thought they were fun to play. It's just too, it's too many games. It's too long for me. It's too oh. boring. I don't know when I'm turning on a game, if it's going to be three hours or six hours. I, I-, I it's just, it's, too much for me i used to I, I i used to want to do i used to do fantasy baseball but golly it's just every single day i'm just not a baseball guy i can't do it maybe it's because i'm just absolutely horrible horrible at it um I, I once uh subbed in for my brother was he had someone i was there watching a softball game and someone didn't show up and they asked me last minute to come play slow pitch softball hit the ball i struck out three times yeah. and uh just, yeah i got it
0: yeah, I think there's something to that. That if you didn't really play it, I mean, it doesn't mean much to you. Uh baseball requires an investment. It's an emotional investment, it's a time investment, it's a patience investment. Uh it's the same thing as when people are learning to play golf. They hate it at first because it takes too long and it's you know, it's a huge time investment and and all that. But for the people who actually uh grew up doing nothing but baseball it's like it's great but uh um, it, it, the game has definitely changed over the years uh i still love it i don't know as many nearly as many players as i used to a lot of the players that i used to follow are now coaching so uh actually most of them are i don't know that any of the players that i used to follow are actually playing anymore but um <laughs> but uh yeah still a great game it's still america's game my opinion
1: i i, I don't care what football has to say now if nashville gets a team which i believe they will at some point i'll yeah. get in I'll, I'll start following them just like i am soccer now but who are these people that are paying that are going to 81 home games on a tuesday afternoon uh, who has who time and money for this stuff i have no idea
0: I, you know i think that the baseball um experience has to change in order for it to survive i feel like i feel like it almost needs the stadiums almost need to be smaller um, I feel like it needs to be smaller. You need to be more intimate. You need to be more on top of the game. You need to be more involved in it. Uh, because over 162 games, I don't see how you're ever going to routinely fill up a stadium anymore in, in Major League Baseball. Not on
2: lazy Tuesday night. Yeah. I mean, Thursday, Thursday night. You, you might be lucky to get half of your capacity in there.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the days of having 50,000 seat, uh, major league baseball stadiums I think
1: are going to be gone.
0: I couldn't tell the
1: difference between a regular season game and a COVID season game when I was, when I turned in a couple
0: of times. I mean, it's fair enough. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The, The fan experience has to change in my opinion. Uh, I don't know how they do that, but that's just my opinion.
2: In closing baseball, here's to you. Thank you for getting rid of your holdout thing, but, uh, Blake and I and the crew were cheering for the Braves as we did last postseason. We'll yep. see you again in 24 months when we talk about the playoffs. Chop-o. chop on, Chop-chop. And finally, the DDS crew wants to take a look back. We're going to look back at all those ripped to shred brackets. <laughs> and we had we had, Parker, a historical... NCAA championship game that saw Kansas coming back to beat North Carolina in the historic fashion. It was the largest comeback in championship basketball game history. Yeah. Down 15, right down 15. It was a great, it was a great
1: game. Um, last minute. I, I just, I, did y'all see the, the clip is totally off the off the subject, but did you see the clip where the like the floor collapsed? underneath a couple of the Carolina players. I need to look that up yeah. on Twitter. I'll, I'll have to shoot it over to you. When they tripped. It was like the very end and you can see the floor buckle. Anyways, but Coach the whole Kane, tournament something to do with that. That's what it is.
0: A little conspiracy. Oh.
1: Hey he might have but
0: oh. <laughs> one last jab for Coach <laughs> one Kane.
1: last trip. I was I was I had Coach K getting knocked out pretty early, but the, once he got to the final four, I was, I was cheering for him. I was in on the storyline.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was set, it was set up to be a, a Cinderella story. Right. I mean, that was, it was like, Oh my God, everybody, it's like everybody sees what's about to happen here. And UNC, I mean, first off UNC was an eight seed. Are you kidding me? My God, they were, they were playing like
2: world beaters. There have been a lot of discussions um, You know, thanks to the popularity of the DraftKings and FanDuel, they're like, how about we just let Vegas create these brackets, Parker? Because you've got matchups where you had the 12 seed favored over the lower seed. And they're like, Vegas knows more about how to seed these teams than yeah. the committee. They know what is going to be a better matchup, a more, a more entertaining, a
0: more statistically interesting game than anybody else that's out there.
1: Vegas is better about everything. It's like, let's say you're, we're talking about the draft. You don't go look at, uh, you know, some mock draft, go to Vegas and see what the betting odds are. And you can almost line it up to how they're going to be bet, how they're going to be drafted that way. I'm with you. I I almost wish they would set it up, but then you'd have like, what they'd be viewed as rigging it or whatever, you know? Um, but, it's just like when we do our wind totals, one of the things I look to get an idea for it is I go look at the Vegas
2: wind totals. Cause they're usually within a game or two of what it's going to be. It's no. amazing. I had no dog in the hunt. I didn't even have a bracket. So I wasn't even one of the ones that got yeah. to rip it after day one, much less week one weekend
0: one. Yeah. And I, and I never cheer for North Carolina, but I hate bill self in the kansas <laughs> jayhawks you know as a as an alumni of the university of memphis i hate them with a passion cannot stand them so i was all in on unc heck of a game gotta take your hats off to them i mean they won fair and square wouldn't like there's anything crazy there congratulations i
1: can't believe i about to say it
0: <laughs> memphis
1: hey kansas memphis should have beat jayhawks. gonzaga
0: Parker, don't even bring up that shit right now. I don't want
2: to <laughs> talk about the bullshit. Do, do we want to talk about the UT Vols in this tournament?
1: I lost all four of my Final Four teams in the first weekend.
2: Well, you're not the only one.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, you were not alone in that.
2: I mean, that that first Thursday just about killed everybody.
0: Yeah, it did. It did.
2: Now, we I mean, didn't even get through the first weekend.
0: St. Peter's. I mean, they they. They screwed. They pissed a <laughs> lot of people's cornflakes.
2: I'll tell
1: you. And who else screwed me again is Iowa. Iowa always screws me in football <laughs> and in basketball. They always they always win when they shouldn't in basketball and football, and they always lose when they shouldn't
2: in basketball. They had a good team. I I man, I had them going to the championship. No, well, that was a show. What do you what do you got in closing there, Mister
1: Um
0: uh, That was a show. Heck of a show uh guys seriously keep an eye on what is going up up on the hill in rocky top right Mm -hmm. now with the football program a lot of exciting stuff going on they still got some holes they got to fill i don't think that this is going to be the year that they win the national championship or even win the sec but by god they are climbing the ladder this year i'm going to tell you that right now
1: i mean we do a whole show about that and texas a&m's recruiting class jesus uh but hey My party thing, go watch the Masters. Even if you're not a golf fan, this weekend's going to be back nine on Sunday. It's going to be glorious. I don't care who's there.
2: My final thought, Jacksonville, even if you don't like him or love him, act like you love Aiden Hutchinson. Talk about him. Propose to him. Take him out to dinner every night. Make that smoke. Have someone come up, give you a draft pick, or just just drafting
0: yes just taking all it. right there you go all right guys well hey thanks for joining us today on another episode of dds sports talk go ahead and check us out on twitter at dds sports talk as well as on instagram dds sports talk go ahead and like and subscribe to the youtube channel we're on rumble as well give us a rumble there a follow and a rumble you can always uh, catch our full length uh audio episodes on spotify stitcher and google podcasts as well go ahead and comment Down below. Really appreciate you guys. And as always, it is Two Tone Blue all the way. You guys, Tiger Woods. Be well.